2: Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
1: You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
0: your team every day. Locked Locked. Locked On. Locked On. Locked On Cowboys. Locked On.
2: Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is a well-rested, feeling great, Landon McCool. Uh you can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, I don't know about you, but I really enjoy the bye week. I, I just feel so refreshed and re-energized. How are you doing today, buddy?
3: I'm sick. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm definitely on the. Uh, I'm on the injury list. Uh, but I, I'm. I'm. I'm probable to. to uh, is probable still a status? No, uh, I got questioned. rid of probable. So you're only questionable. I, I, I'm questionable, but I, I'm probably going to play. So
2: okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> so because the Cowboys had a bye week, a, a very relaxed stress-free by we can kind of talk about uh, some of the things that happened this week and we're going to get into some cowboy stuff later on the show but Lena, I want to give you a, a, a stat actually it's not even a stat it's a probability according to 538 the Cowboys had a 93% chance to make the playoffs uh, going into this week most of the time when you're on your bye week you lose you know, points because other teams are out there winning and you're just not playing. It's just what happens. Not the case with the Dallas Cowboys. Their playoff odds actually increased to 95% based on what happened on Sunday, partly because the Eagles lost, uh, Washington lost, but, uh, good week for the Cowboys, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's frankly pretty difficult to, uh, to try to improve your standing on a bye week. Uh, and, and apparently the Cowboys did it, which, uh, uh, kudos again to the nfc east for continuing to buoy, buoy our chances of making the playoffs i, I certainly appreciate it uh, you know and all this all this despite the fact that the number one seed won the you know and the couple of the folks mm-hmm. that were you know in competition for what the cowboys are trying to ultimately shoot for they they won their games but but as far as <laughs> odds of the cowboys making the playoffs. Uh, you know, it just seems to be an unstoppable train towards 100% <laughs> thanks to uh, the, the other members of the NFC East.
2: So, all right. So what, at what point do we hit 99 to 100% probability that the Cowboys make the playoffs? Is it because they are three and a half games up on the Giants right now who are technically in second place, I believe. Uh, at what point do they wrap up this division?
3: I, I mean, I guess my question is, Can is it possible for this team to get to one hundred percent before they even play those two Washington games at the end of the season, I, I like, think it is, is it, actually.
2: I, I do because I think there's a chance the Cowboys could get to nine or ten wins before they even play Washington.
3: Yeah, so I mean, if they can, <laughs> that would be pretty amazing. <laughs> like if they got to those games, they never they never even played Washington, you know, the entire season, and they had already gotten to a hundred percent chance of winning the NFC East. I mean, that'd be. I don't know. I'd mean, be pretty anticlimactic for for Washington football fans, but uh, there's I, I so the Cowboys certainly... have played
2: two divisional games right now. Landon, there I'm looking at it now. There is a chance that by the time the Cowboys play their next divisional game, they've already locked up the division.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, I just kind of look, think back to those uh, the ultimate NFC East previews, and, uh, and oh, thinking of. Uh, uh, just uh, the, the odds of the Cowboys, uh, you know. We're gloating a little it, bit
2: here, but that's okay. We deserve this after last year, right? Uh,
3: yeah, I mean, I, I just don't <laughs> know that we're going to make it down to all the way down to third place in the NFC East this year. I think uh, that yeah. seems like a not, not likely to come to prediction all at right.
2: this point. All right, so I was thinking about this yesterday when I was watching the games. Excluding the draft pick part of this, because I know the Eagle fans are feeling good because they, they could have three picks inside the top 12. But then, but then again, have they, have they watched any of the quarterbacks that are coming up? Well, I know. So I'm saying based on just the product they have on the field right now, which team in the NFC East outside of the Cowboys is feeling the best about themselves.
3: I mean, New York right now because they won. I guess I don't know. Uh, I mean, but th- then again, did Barkley get hurt and he's out for at least? And they of- they got beat by the
2: Rams, thirty-eight to three, and the Rams took their starters out in the third quarter of that game.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's uh, I I would say the Giants just because they did have a big win, uh, which is more than what you could say for the rest of the groups. Uh, but yeah, I I mean, you know, look, I mean they're they're gonna convince themselves. Uh, this is, uh, salv- salvageable, I'm sure. But yeah, this is, it's, it's pretty much the Cowboys running away from it. It seems like.
2: So uh, just, I, I want to tell you how the Eagles did yesterday. Since I, they, I was watching that game pretty intently since I was covering the Raiders. Yeah, Jalen hurts had seven completions going into the final five minutes of that game in which they were behind almost from the beginning. The Raiders scored 30 straight points at one point in that game. And Jalen hurts had seven completions.
3: I read somewhere, I think it was from uh Seth Galina, I could be wrong, that the the Raiders ran eighty-eight percent cover three uh in that game. Eighty-eight mm-hmm. percent. Like that's the highest number of percentage of cover three, I think, in five years or something, what they said. And Hertz couldn't do anything against it. It's just well, zone. It's just like well, they the, and they
0: the,
2: the, <laughs> I believe the Raiders had twenty seven pressures in that game. That was, that was was with Lee say. J- Johnson playing, that was with Jason Kelsey, uh Jordan Maitai was playing. I mean just there's a that, lot going on
3: there. That offensive line has fallen off. I mean like that's what I was just yeah. going to say is like part of the reason that they could run third cover 388% of the time is because they were getting home with their front four constantly. Crosby was a na- was a nightmare for them. Mm-hmm. Uh and and you know really the whole offensive line just doesn't seem up to the task in the way that they have in previous years. So I, I, you know, it, it's, it's, it's crazy because they, I'm sorry they, no. that uh, it's uh, crazy because they, you know, they, they have always, they've been like the Cowboys in a long way where they always have had very solid offensive line play for years and years and years, even when they've suffered injuries, they've had good backups, they've had guys that could come in and play. Man, I mean their starters are struggling, their their backups are struggling. You know, I I saw someone saying that they were there was talk about trading for Andre Dillard. I'm like, who who would trade for Andre Dillard at this point? Like Yeah, I mean it's, it's just it's ugly at this point. You know the thing though Eagles.
2: as bad as their offense is their defense is worse. So just Worst, to give you an yeah. idea of how bad it was yesterday for the Eagles, so the Raiders, according to Pro Football Focus, have the worst rated right tackle in the league, the worst-rated right guard in the league, the worst-rated center in the league, and the second-worst-rated left guard in the league. Derek Carr never got sacked. He never even got knocked down once yesterday, and he completed 31 of 34 passes. And that's without Darren Waller. It's without Josh Jacobs. It's without their play caller and John Gruden, who resigned a couple of weeks ago. And Derek Carr carved them up. So the Eagles are... In a world of hurt, they might be the second best team in the NFC East right now. Landon,
3: can we just take a pause, real quick, and and for the sake of all of us in the off season, remember this moment. Yes, because anytime we get told in the off season that's not going to happen. Okay. Well, um, let let me know the last time you predicted what KC's record is currently, or that the Philadelphia Eagles defensive line can't get a pass rush going against the, 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 the the Raiders. I mean, it's any given Sunday. It's like I tweeted out this weekend. Any given Sunday is a season long endeavor. You know, it's season to season sometimes with these things. So yeah, I, I cannot explain what's going on with the Philadelphia defensive line. Like, uh it's just it has all that they have a ton of talent and and javon hargrave at for most of the season has been playing out of Mm -hmm. his mind and it just doesn't seem like they're getting the the uh return Mm -hmm. on investment that they had in previous years
2: it it's why i'm going to tell people not to panic this offseason when the the eagles are the offseason winners because they have three first round picks that team needs a ton of help not just at quarterback but they're really old in some spots as well. Like they're trotting out Ryan Kerrigan uh, and Fletcher Cox, two guys that are in their thirties and hoping they get pass rush. Their safety, their corners are old. You know, Darius Slay is up there. Steven Nelson is up there in age a little bit. I mean, they need a ton of help on top of an offensive line on top of another receiver. So I know Cowboy fans are a little nervous about next year because what's going to happen when the Eagles and giants make six first round picks in the top 12, it's okay. I, I promise it'll be okay. Uh, all right. I want to talk more about the NFC, planning. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about DirecTV Stream. DirecTV Stream brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com.
0: Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state.
2: All right, Landon, we're going to look ahead to the Cowboys schedule a little bit in just a second. But I just want to give you some notes from some of the things I saw yesterday from watching the games. First and foremost, I think the NFC has the top five teams in the NFL. Like I think they're all in the NFC, right? Like the Cardinals, I think are really good. Obviously the Packers, the Rams, the Bucks and the Cowboys, every team in the AFC has at least two losses. And it seems like every single one of those teams has one absolutely fatal flaw, if not more, right? Like Baltimore, Uh, Baltimore's offensive line is so banged up and their defense has a ton of injuries. Uh, Buffalo, they're so wildly inconsistent. And the Bengals' offensive line is bad. In the NFC, I think because you have so many elite quarterbacks, it makes their floor higher than most, right? Like Tampa Bay is just going to be hard to beat because of Brady. Same mm-hmm. thing with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. But the NFC is really, really good this year. That's just my biggest takeaway.
3: Again, for anybody that was trying to push back a little bit on the uh, season-to-season any given Sunday – who would have figured that, you know, who would have figured that? I mean, look, heck, just look at the, the AFC uh, standings right now and who's at the top of it and the names there. Cause there's, the
2: I, I believe the number one scene Bring right it. now, the season started is the Raiders in the AFC West. And then it's the Bengals. And then it's the Titans and bills in that order.
3: Would you, would anybody have predicted that? <laughs> like, you know, and not that the season's over, but again, like it's just, it's a roller coaster of a year mm-hmm. and every year it is. So, uh, yeah I think that you, you nailed it like the thing that brings stability uh, to these teams and, and the thing that's kind of you know Boeing that the those teams that you mentioned was all of them have great quarterbacks mm-hmm. and and that kind of gives your offense a level of stability that uh, you know when things are volatile like they are early in a regular season uh you know that's something you can hang your hat on and I think all these teams that came into this into this season, You know, hoping to rely on on a strong defense or a defense that had in previous years kind of carried them. Uh, You know, some of them are learning hard lessons about the volatility of of being able to replicate defense year to year. So, uh, it's it's not terribly surprising that those teams that are at the top of the NFC are the teams that have you know the best quarterbacks.
2: So, after watching the games on Sunday. Is there one team of those four outside of the Cowboys that you think is better than the other ones? Because I have my thoughts, which team I think is going to be the best in the playoffs, but what do you think? Uh,
3: of oh, The NFC teams we're talking about? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think, I think they're all going to be tough. You know, I think, right. Yeah. I think it's a matchup based situation. And I think, you know, uh, it's all week to week on who's playing. Honestly, I think these all five of these teams are very close to me. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not one team that's like extremely better than the rest. I think that they're all in a very close, you know, tight knit group of 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 talent, you know, across the board. They may be, you know, they may be built different ways, but all of them have, you know, strong quarterbacks, strong offenses, uh, and then defenses that tr- are trying to do different things for to you and have right. that's where the real kind of differences between these teams are
2: does it doesn't it feel a little bit like a rock paper scissors thing where you know the Cardinals yeah. beat the Rams, but the Rams destroyed the buccaneers and if the buccaneers were playing the packers, I think the buccaneers would destroy the packers you know what I mean it one of those things where it's just I think the players are going to be so much about matchup rather than hey, this is the number one seed I would be shocked if they don't get to the super Bowl.
3: Yeah. yeah. I think, I think that there's five top teams. You're right. And there's not like, I mean, some one of them is obviously going to be the, the top seed and that's just the way the things to get laid out. But I don't know that any of the teams going into the playoffs of those five have a distinct advantage over the other, except for the fact that, you know, one of them is going to get the the mechanism of, of home field advantage throughout the playoffs plus a, a week by. So um, yeah, I think that's why everyone's kind of in a race to the regular season right now is because, uh, you know, I think that we're we're starting to see that there's a kind of a cream of the crop to the NFC, and they're all very close together. And playoff seeding is going to have a big influence over who actually finishes the year strong and and who kind of gets the playoff, but maybe struggles because they they've got a more difficult task, a more difficult road mm-hmm. to get to the Super Bowl than the other four teams.
2: We keep talking about the top five in the NFC. I'm going to be fascinated to see who are the six and seven teams because. Man, the the candidates are not great. Like, we'll see the Saints tonight. We'll see how the Saints look against Seattle. Uh, we'll see the Vikings next week against the Cowboys. But, like, the Seahawks, are they going to be able to survive without Russell Wilson? And even when Russell Wilson comes back, is that defense going to be good enough to win games? What about the 49ers with the Garoppolo-Trey Lance situation, right? Chicago, I mean, that 6-7 and seven seed could be pretty bad in the NFC.
3: Yeah. I mean, just watching San Francisco, I mean, I understand it was a torrential pour, but like, I don't know, man. I mean, they, they, their quarterback situation is not certain, you know, I think there's, there's arguments to be made for Garoppolo. There's, you know, you've got a a rookie quarterback who's been playing okay, but he's also been injured. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, that's kind of been the MO for that team in general. I don't know. I mean, I think San Francisco is one of these teams that to me, uh, I just I can't see it. Like, you know, I like they 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 have a really good coach, obviously one of the best in X's and O's in football, but they just don't have any receiving talent outside I, of you, you know, Samuels. Right. It seems yeah. like
2: there's certain drives where they look really unstoppable. And then it's like, okay, we used up our 15 plays, now
3: what? Yeah, exactly. You know? And that's the problem is that they have just a very limited if 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 Kyle Shanahan trickery and, and wizardry doesn't work, then what's their backup? They don't necessarily have the talent to make plays on the field when you need them on the offensive side of the ball right now. So uh, you know, it's Kittle doesn't look like the same guy whenever he whenever he does play, uh, and, and Debo Samuel is still Debo Samuel, but but you know they need kind of another guy on the other yep. side of it, and Brandon Ayuk either is just not playing well or not being deployed correctly however you want to make that argument uh, they're they're not getting what they expected out of him so um, yeah it's been it's 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 a solid run game and that's what they've been trying to hang their hat on and, and that's not quite enough to kind of compete with the rest of these four or five guys that we've four or five teams that we've been talking about
2: all right, let's uh, take one more quick break before we look ahead to the Cowboys schedule. I wanted to tell you guys about get Upside. Our listeners are making up to $0.25 cents per gallon for every gallon of gas every single time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash (coughs) back using GetUpside. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 per gallon cash back on your first tank. That is promo code TOUCHDOWN. Also, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. You guys know Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. Real chocolate, amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next box at BiltBar.com. All right, Landon, I went ahead and looked at the odds for the Cowboys uh, for the rest of the season in each individual game. And there's only one game in which they are not favored going forward, and that's against the Chiefs in Kansas City. Now, that could change a little bit depending on where the Chiefs are sitting at. But uh, just to read the the kind of the upcoming schedule, they got Minnesota this week on Sunday Night Football, and then it's home against the Broncos, who are just in awful shape right now. Home against the Falcons, who almost completely falconed yesterday after being up 13 points in the fourth (laughs) quarter. Uh, You've got the Chiefs, who are a mess. The Raiders on Thanksgiving. The Saints in New Orleans. And then, oh man, this December stretch is so much fun. At Washington, at the Giants. Home against Washington. Home against the Cardinals at the Eagles. So, kind of looking ahead to the schedule, where do you think the Cowboys are going to finish?
3: You know, I mean... Uh, the games that give me pause right now, just kind of looking at them, are I think this Minnesota game is g- I you got to be careful. Yes. Th- that one that one is a little bit concerning. Uh, that's just the matchup wise, playing at Minnesota on a mm-hmm. Sunday night, coming off a bye. Minnesota's also got the bye, so that's going to be a different one. We'll talk about that game all week. Uh, Denver doesn't obviously give me a lot of fear, especially uh, if Von
2: uh, Miller's not playing, which yeah. he might not be, depending on his ankle.
3: Yeah, and we got to get, you know, we just got to take care of business against the Denvers and the Falcons, like the, of, yep. the, of the world. Like the, these are the folks that we have to find a way Two to home get, games to get, to get, both, to get, those wins. You know both what I'm saying? One
2: o'clock PM start, Eastern time starts, or early kickoffs, but,
3: but the, yeah, I mean, they got to find a way to, those are games that they should win and they, the, you know, they need to win the games they should. Yeah. Uh, um, Kansas City is obviously, you know, a, Gonna be a heck of a game. I mean, you know, it's just for Cowboys fans who maybe aren't as familiar with Kansas City, I don't know how you're not, but uh Arrowhead Stadium is just one of the best, you know, atmospheres in football. Bonkers and that the yeah. fandom is just absolutely nuts. Um and the Chiefs and could yeah. really need that game. Like there's a yeah, absolutely. The, the Chiefs might have
2: to go, you know, they might only be able to lose two or three more games the rest of the season. So they might really need that one.
3: Yeah, you know, people forget the history between these two teams, but they're basically brother-sister teams. I mean, the yep. owner of the Chiefs lives basically across the street from Jerry Jones in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the Battle of Preston Road because the, the, they both live on Preston Road and Highland Park in Dallas. And, uh, you know, and the, the Kansas City obviously used to be the Dallas Texans. So there's lots of history there. You know, look, they're going to have Mahomes. That's all, that's all you need to know, you know, and, and that that's going to make it a ball game, no matter what. And, and this, we talk about all the time having a quarterback means it makes all the difference. And Mahomes is, you know, super quarterback right now. So so uh, I, honestly, I think, you know, that that's an incredible matchup that is going to have inc- you know, incredible storylines all week. But I think almost as interesting at this point, and you can talk to me about it is that Thanksgiving game now mm-hmm. against the Las Vegas Raiders. Vegas looks like a much better football team than a lot of people anticipated. And especially now in the face of, of uh, John Gruden uh, being let, let go and them changing, you know, I, I think first of all, you and I should just take a moment to talk about how well-deserved rich Versace's, yes. you know, elevation yeah. to head coaches, the guys is a, is a mm-hmm. guru, a head coach. He's who coaches go to about coaching uh, so kudos to the Raiders making the right choice there. Uh, but, but let's just talk about them real quick because I, I feel oh. like this is a team that, you know, I mean, you said, it, I think you're their number one seed in the AFC right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, their offense is playing lights out. <laughs> they're, they're clearly not going to have any points moving. not going to have any problems scoring points or moving the football. Um, the, You know, it's kind of been was kind of a similar situation to Dallas, where their defense was, uh, you know, a very questionable entity going into Mm -hmm. the year, but they've played pretty well considering. So, uh, give us a little bit of the inside scoop. With yeah, that one's really
2: going to be interesting because there's so much familiarity on both sides, right? Like the defensive coordinator there is Gus Bradley, who Dan Quinn worked with in Seattle, right? They both run similar schemes. Now, I know the Raiders run more cover three than what Dallas does, but. A lot of the concepts are similar, right? Their defensive line coach is Rod Marinelli, who has Yannick Ngakwe and Max Crosby playing some of the best football of their careers. They have Rich Passaccia, who obviously coached for the Cowboys for a long time. So it's just some interesting matchups and some interesting faces on each side of the ball. But I'll be honest – the Raiders are, are, aren't are a good matchup for the Cowboys. Uh, let me rephrase it. The Cowboys aren't a good matchup for the Raiders because the Raiders can really get run on. Um, and unless you're scoring a bunch of points on offense, um, I don't know. I think Dallas matches up well with that that team, especially on a short week. I'll be honest, Landon. The game that scares me the most is this next one. And we're going to talk yeah. about it all week. But Minnesota has the, the unique ability – to stay balanced on offense, but also hit shots in the passing game. And we've kind of talked about this for a while. Like if a team can stick with their rushing attack against Dallas, they could have a lot of success. Now, Minnesota's defense I think you can get, especially with Patrick Peterson being out, but they're probably the one team on the schedule that's the most well-balanced. And because that game is in Minnesota, I think it's going to be tricky. But the schedule, for the most part, is pretty soft the rest of the way
3: yeah i mean i think i think the the thing that gives me a little bit of hope there and not look i mean we're going to be favored to win the minnesota game like it's not that we we don't it's not like we don't have a chance it's just that we need to it's a it's going to be a tough game oh it's gonna be a tough game of course uh i I think the thing that gives me a lot of hope there is i think the cowboys are going to have lots of opportunity to spread this team out and and throw the football over the yard against that secondary it's just not very yep. good uh the, the cornerbacks themselves obviously are not great especially like you said with peterson out uh marcus do you happen to know who the uh starting free safety is for the uh, minnesota vikings i do
2: it's uh it's xavier woods an old pal of ours
3: and i feel like we we may have some uh, of the book on xavier woods do you know who Harris...
2: the that has the most sacks it's,
3: it's Everson griffith pal. right yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Everson find found found the fountain of youth that I guess was not in uh, Mike Nolan's Dallas. back pocket. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's it's it maybe a little bit of a revenge game for him. Uh, look, I think you know, uh, despite what you were talking about on offense, uh, and you're you're not wrong at all. That offense could d- potentially give Cowboys trouble. I think the good news is for the Cowboys they match up really well against the Minnesota defense, especially. Uh, throwing the football and i think the cowboys should be able to kind of put points up early and if that's the case i do like this team putting the vikings into one dimensional mode and then coming after Kirk cousins because i think that's where they will have a lot of success if they can find a way to get them out of that balance mode uh you know what you worry about are teams that can play balanced football uh and that could stop the pass because because those guys that you can't force them off their spot can't force them to, to play uh, one-dimensional football, uh, and then they can just kind of eat you up. And the Vikings have half of that equation. They do. Uh, but not the other half. So Their number that, one good.
2: corner right now is uh, another old friend of ours, Rashad Breland, who we know from yeah. his days in Washington. Um, in his prime, he couldn't stop the Cowboys' best receivers. So I don't know at the age of 30, whatever he is now, if he's going to have a lot of luck against Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and maybe Michael Gallup. We'll and see maybe that. Michael Gallup
3: too. That's the thing, right? So yeah. – Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game, to say the least.
2: Yeah. Uh, Let's just hope Dak Prescott is healthy enough to play. It sounds like we're trending in that direction. We'll obviously get some updates as the week goes on. I don't believe he's scheduled to practice on Monday. Uh, The Cowboys do have another practice on Wednesday. Uh, We'll keep you guys updated. So make sure you're downloading the Locked on Cowboys podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, We're going to be back on Tuesday with some questions from you guys on Twitter. We've got a crossover show later this week with Luke. Uh, who you guys know from Lockdown NFL. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, busy, busy week here on the show. So make sure you guys are tuning in. For Landon, uh, for me, we will see you guys next time.
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements?